0: Hi there! This is Gwen from the Division of Student Affairs, Slugcast. This is a very special episode because it's an interview with one of UCSC's very own, Emily May. Emily is a science education major here at UCSC, and when COVID hit, she realized that young children were not getting a proper, hands-on education especially when it came to sustainability and environmentalism. And so, while in a course called Ideas that you can take through the Sustainability Studies minor, Emily developed Sacred Sprouts, a project dedicated to teaching about nature in a hands-on, engaging way. Emily, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, Would you mind explaining the details of Sacred Sprouts?
1: Yeah, sure. So Sacred Sprout started in February of 2021. Um, We kind of started it in the middle of the pandemic. And so we were trying to find a way to get kids moving and um, excited about education and and just finding some sort of outlet outside of Zoom classes, which um, I don't know how a five-year-old can pay attention to Zoom class if I can't. So (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's kind of where it stemmed from. And then I have a background in earth sciences. Um, I worked at a lot of kids camps. So um, I wanted to take Sacred Sprout into a direction of sustainability and um, talking about ecology. Um, And so Sacred Sprout is basically a take-home science kit with five lessons in it. Um, They're all in different subjects. So there's a math, a science, um, an art a reading slash writing, and then an outdoor sport lesson. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all kind of compact into one kit. Um, it aims to use all sustainable products. Um, there's a lot of things in the works right now about the materials that we're using for packaging. Um, and the goal, I guess, is to have children, um, realize that effort and to, to start to learn about climate change and learn about sustainability um, and have those things on their radar while realizing math and science is so connected to nature um, and that math and science isn't something that you have to do behind a desk um, at school or um, in like a closed space It can, um, we can engage in like scientific and, and mathematic concepts out in nature. Um, so, yeah, just trying to rekindle that relationship with nature and, and get them excited, excited about academics, again, is the goal of the project.
0: <laughs> that's really cool. I think kids probably value that hands-on aspect so much, um, especially like coming out of COVID and everything. I, I think they probably value that so much, even at a young age. It's like they know what what they're getting and they know how important it is. So I think that's really cool. already talked a little bit about this um but what made you want to start Sacred Sprouts it sounds like you had this background in education so
1: yeah yeah so i have worked with kids um for quite a while um i i wanted to start Sacred Sprout as a response to our education system as a whole and a, a, as a response to um just yeah the modern us education system has a lot of discrepancies and it has a lot of inequalities kind of embedded in it so um, sacred sprout is a goal to to be able to bring that sort of scientific and mathematic knowledge to children who might need it the most um who maybe they aren't having the best time in academia um, and they're not enjoying those math and science classes in school so they could enjoy this take-home hands-on kit that's very involved in movements involved in every lesson um and yeah, so I kind of like drawing from wanting to change the educational system uh, as a whole for our kids and make it more accessible and exciting for them, and um, and also just bringing nature to them and and um, having them realize nature is just in their backyard. Like you can you can enjoy nature in so many different facets. So um, yeah, definitely. I feel like what made me start it the most was just learning so much about our education system and where, where we need to pick up the slack.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool that you saw that issue and decided to kind of uh, make a change and start something. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Why did you choose young children to be
1: the center of Sacred Sprouts? Um, I think that our um my age range that I've always been I felt so much more comfortable working with has always been elementary school. Um I I just think that people gravitate towards that when you enter like the teaching credential route or in a career in education, you every teacher has like their favorite grade and they're like, "Oh, I love middle schoolers or I love working with high schoolers." I I personally really love elementary school. Um I think that At a young age, there's a lot of potential to change perspectives and change um, what those children are going to grow up to internalize later in life. And um, I think being able to plant those seeds of sustainability and like love for nature and um, understanding that every species on this earth is interdependent on each other, um, I think starting young is kind of key for that. If I tried to bring those subjects to middle schoolers or high schoolers, um, they'll have a lot of preconceived ideas about it already. Um, so yeah, our our project definitely aims young because we feel like that is where we'll make the biggest impact.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that's really smart of you too. Yeah, just seeing that um, they are so young and so it's like you're starting from scratch almost. Sacred Sprouts uh, blossomed from a course that you took through the sustainability minor um, called Ideas. Um so if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit about what this course is all about and um what made you want to take it that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so Ideas stands for Impact Designs Engineering and Sustainability through Student Services. <laughs> um and that's part of the sustainability minor. Um it's interesting when I first approached this minor, I was looking at things like tiny homes or like um there's a mycology project and there's all sorts of projects going on in ideas, um, but none of them felt like a home to me. Like it wasn't like something I was so excited about. So I brought up to Tamara that I really wanted to do something with education and I really wanted to do something with science. I think that um, it's been a good place for it. I think that it's nice to to be able to approach it from aside like it's a very entrepreneurship focused course actually it's like very like trying to establish your company and like um create organizations and talking about like patents and copyrights and um so it's very like on the side of like if a project is like this is going to be successful we have to approach it from like a business perspective um we have to make a green economy look um profitable and desirable to to our um, partners. So
0: where and how is Sacred Sprouts being implemented today?
1: Um, so Sacred Sprout, we haven't actually produced our kit quite yet. We are collaborating with a bunch of different partners at the moment. So Um, We have been speaking with the Children's Museum of Discovery in in the mall. Um, We've been speaking to some representatives at University San Diego. Um, And then we're also working with um, a a local elementary, a couple local elementary schools. um, And we're probably going to be volunteering at like the science fair to promote the kits there. Um, And then later this month, I think I'm doing a speech. Um, at the at Abbott Square, um, as part of the Science on Tap um, event, that's going to be happening there pretty regularly. So, um, right now, Sacred Sprout, I feel like where it's being implemented is in in the sense that we're promoting it. We're we're kind of trying to get support for the idea. We're doing funding proposals, um, and we're trying to kind of do outreach on campus. So we're in those stages of the project. Um, And I have, I do have a team who's been working on lesson plans and we're working on some prototypes, but right now it's just within the university and within our partner spaces and in the planning stages. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, where do you see, or where do you hope to see sacred sprouts going, um, in the near future? I know you mentioned some of the people that you've kind of been reaching out to, Mm -hmm. um, if you could just elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So with the Children's uh, Museum of Discovery, they have a museum grant that comes from like the state, um, where they have to implement some program, or they get funding to implement programs in Title One schools. So um, what I hope to see S- Sacred Sprout grow into is um, sort of a like a donation boat based program. Um, I want to use all the funds to go back to schools and go back to children in need and title one schools would be like an absolute dream to have agreements with sacred sprout and title one schools and um, we hope to have like classroom kits that will work with the museum to bring to the classrooms to do the activities with the kids in the classrooms um we also are really excited to see the material specialist that we've been talking to from the University of San Diego. Um, we think that we're going to be purchasing a couple of machines that are going to allow us to recycle plastic bags, and we're going to make those plastic bags into our boxes. Um, and so she's been doing this with um, her company called Waste for Life, um, and they go to third world countries and help them mitigate their plastic waste and create like consumer products to sell. Um, So hopefully 100% of our packaging will be created from plastics that we're collecting from the community at different events. Um, So we're going to be hosting these tabling events where the kids can come in and make those recycled boxes and um, give us more plastic so that we can make our boxes with. Um, So cool. You're really like
0: putting your money where your mouth is. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right phrase, but um, (laughs) I think that's amazing. Yeah. It's like you're making the kits themselves sustainable which is awesome
1: yeah yeah i think it'll be good for kids to actually see like the process at the event as well of like this is where this is coming from and and you can take recycled materials and make new things out of it as well um yeah that's awesome yeah
0: um where do you see yourself 10 years from now uh <laughs> I know it's like from a now. tough question.
1: Um, <laughs> I I hopefully I'll still be teaching. I'm I'm getting into my teaching credential program this in this next few months hopefully. Um and then I I do wish that I have a company, maybe not Sacred Sprout, but like maybe I want to create another company that has something to do with sustainability, environmentalism or in education. Um I definitely think having a side gig will not be (laughs) not be um, a terrible thing for a teacher's salary to have. And um, yeah, I just I think that it's exciting. I like creating things like this. So um, if Sacred Sprout could take off, that'd be awesome. I know that it's going to be continuing. Um, After I graduate, we're hoping to have that project still stay part of the ideas class. Um, And I would be on as like a um, like a partner. um, I'd be like the owner of it. But the students would be ultimately running it, um, so something like cool. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really exciting too, about the um, teacher credential program. That's super yeah. exciting. Um, what is something you would like to tell young people like yourself that have great ideas like this? Um, what is step one in your eyes, the step that really gets the ball rolling for um, kind of big projects like this Yeah,
1: I think um. Obviously like coming up with an idea is like one step, but I think when I really started growing my idea more and like realizing what it needed to be for it to actually happen, it was through talking to people. It was um, meeting people who I might work with even, or who have a similar products. Um, and once you start collecting those like user stories, um, your project might completely change direction. Like what you thought you were gonna create might not be what it ends up being. You kind of have to go with the flow and you have to create something that your consumers or your partners want, um, not what you think they want. Um, you have to like kind of really put on your listening ears and take notes and um, it can really change the direction. So I think the step one would definitely just be getting out of your own head and talking to other people because um, it, it really impacts um, your design and um, the project as a whole.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that's really good advice, just talking to people. I think that's always a good idea. Um, well, that's kind of all I have. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where you and Sacred Sprout is headed. Um, if you have anywhere that we can um, like follow along with Sacred Sprout and see where it's headed, or if um, Yeah. Just any like part on the website, I would love for you to get a moment to like kind of plug that right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you do want to get involved or want to learn more about the project, you could always email us. Um, our email is sacred sprout kits at gmail.com. Um, we have a website, which is terribly under construction right now, but if you check it in a month, (laughs) it'll probably be ready. And it's just sacred sprout kits.com. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This has been Gwen with UCSC's Slugcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at UCSC Slugcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. And we'll talk again very soon.